Welcome to the Encourage Her Community Podcast. I'm Joe, your co-host here at Encourage Her. Welcome to the community. We are women who choose to encourage. In a world full of critics, we need more encouragers. Let's get some encouragement today. Happy Monday. Good morning, encouragers. Welcome back to the Encourage Her Community Podcast. This whole month of July, we are focusing in on the unseen part of our trinity, which is the mind, also called the soul. You know this whole summer, we're focusing on returning to oneness through rhythms of recovery. And our soul focus this month, as I said, is on the mind. So as we were thinking through... Um, the mind and what rhythms of recovery would look like, we thought about identity and conformity, that first part of our scripture. So I'm first going to reread our scripture before we get into it, and then we'll have Sarah pray and we'll get going. So again, just to remind you, we are in Romans 12, 2, which says, do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Lord, we thank you for this time that we get to join our hearts, mind and spirit together with yours. Speak to us today as we understand our true identity, but we also are become aware of maybe where our identity is not aligned, where we have conformed to the world and accepted the world's character and standards. We just thank you that you're alive and speaking to us and renewing our minds and transforming us so we can draw closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And as I said, the whole month we're thinking about the mind and we take, we, we took rather Romans 12 two and broke it down into three parts. The first segment we're going to talk about today, which is the very first line of this scripture, do not be conformed to this world. That's, it sounds like a command, right? Do not be conformed. So it made us, you know, sit a little bit and think through what that means And we wanted to kind of wrestle with that word conform. And then we thought that the opposite of that word would be identity. So it's like identity over conformity is sort of where we landed. So we're going to break that down a little bit today. And I want to just break those words even down a little bit and think through them before we start talking practical. Um, If we think about the word identity, the position we're taking here today and thinking through is our identity, how we see ourselves, how we feel about ourselves, because we said the mind is not just thoughts, but it's also emotions. So how we feel and how we think about ourselves or how the world feels and thinks about us, maybe what we've been told about ourselves by the world, by people in your life, maybe even by your internal self, like an insecurity, a life experience could have told you something about your identity. Many things can form our identity. But what we want is we want to be defined by our identity in Christ and what he says about us from his word. That's where we want to live. And again, as we always say here, we're fleshy, we're imperfect, we're not nailing this, but we want to consider it. We want to think about what that looks like for us. We want you today to think about What does it look like? 
for you, what does it look like in your identity? What is your identity? How would you define that? Um, and, you know, the opposite is to be conforming to the world. So instead of trying to cling to what God says about us, about our identity and who we are, um, this scripture is kind of warning us, like, don't just conform to what the world says. Don't just become like the world, right? And when you think about, um, we kind of thought about this attached to the idea that we've been thinking about with rhythms and water and waves. When If you picture yourself sort of standing in an ocean and those waves are rhythmically hitting you, Again, like last week, we said our mind is kind of like that. It's like a rhythmic, repetitive process that we go through. And we need to renew it every day. But it's almost like a little battle. You know, um, Joyce Myers wrote a book called The Battle of the Mind, and that is so true. It is almost a little bit of a battle. And you can kind of picture yourself standing in an ocean on the shoreline, and those waves are just hitting you. And your body kind of fights against the pull So you can either allow the waves to crash over you and suck you in and be pulled out, which would be kind of what conforming looks like, just allowing people's words, people's identities to be spoken over you, the world's lies, the enemy's lies um, to be spoken over you. And you just kind of go with it and think that way subconsciously or consciously absorbing it as opposed to kind of fighting back. And standing firm, as scripture says, and standing on the truth of the word of God, which is where we want to stay in our minds, surrounded and rooted in the truth of God, which forms our identity, which can help us fight against conformity in our minds. So good. Mm. So good. Um, You know, as you were talking about last week, we were talking about briefly with scientific words, the alpha waves and the beta waves and the subconscious mind. And our identity is often deeply rooted in what's in the subconscious. And that can be terrifying at first, because as we talked about, the subconscious is negative. Like 80, what was it? 85% of it? 80% of our thoughts are negative. 80% of those thoughts are negative. And we also know that the subconscious is beautiful because it keeps our bodies moving and all these wonderful things. Mm -hmm. But like the iceberg, if you ever heard the iceberg, um, picture that they paint, uh, the top of the iceberg is your conscious mind. That's what we're thinking on purpose. You're choosing to think those thoughts. But underneath all of that, there's a lot of thoughts that are kind of hidden mm-hmm. that we might not even know are there, but they can be directing our lives. Yeah. And that's why you might see like, I don't know why this keeps happening in my life. And it might be c- continuing to show up in your life because you have thoughts inside of you. Yeah. And those thoughts just keep coming out in your words and your actions and the way you're living. And that's why we feel like it's very foundational to start with with identity because the way you identify yourself is the way you will begin to think on purpose. It'll be yeah. get, begin to direct the way you speak, the way you act and the way you live. Yeah. They talk about in psychology, which is, um, Something, you know, I think they're drawing from the Bible all the time with psychology. It's, it's biblical, these things, but psychology uses it. Science uses it. So we're drawing from it too, because it really is factual. And it says, you know, the best way to change your habits and your behaviors is to shift your identity first. Mm-hmm. If you do not identify at your core as being a healthy person, but you start trying to choose healthier habits, you're probably going to fail. But if you start with your identity first saying, I am a healthy person. 
I eat healthy food. I love being healthy. You're going to have an easier time because you will live according to your identity. Mm -hmm. And this is why as believers, we want to live as our true identity, which is our identity in Christ. So before we continue on, I wanted to read a few um, beliefs that we might have, some core beliefs and how they could be lies hidden in our beliefs, our core beliefs, and what truth says. And some of these can be hard to hear, right? Because you would, you, you might be like, you know, I don't say that out loud to people, but it is a way I feel, right? Mm-hmm. And we all have some of these inside of us, right? And I'm not hitting all of them, but if you acknowledge it, I encourage you to put this down in your journal that you resonated with it because that's the area that I want you to start with really focusing on renewing your mind around that one core belief that maybe resonated with you. Mm-hmm. So here is the core belief. People will leave me if I set boundaries. Mm. I'm unimportant. I don't matter. Now we know the word says that I am chosen by God for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Ephesians 1, 4. Belief. I am helpless. I'm a loser. I'm out of control. Truth. I am strengthened to do anything God calls me to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where's my verse? I have Mm -hmm. papers all in front of me here. Here we go. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4, 13. Mm -hmm. Belief. I am unworthy. There's something wrong with me. Truth. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139, 14. Mm -hmm. We all have something, as I said, and it's okay because that's just part of our defective little patterns that we can fall into. But we have the word here. And I kept on saying to Joe, I was like, we all have a problem. Okay. But in the word is tons and tons of promises. So whatever that problem is you're seeing, go to the word to find that verse that says the opposite. That is supporting you in returning to oneness with God and continue to pray that through, continue to pull that verse into your heart. So it feels like your truth. It feels like your true identity so that you release what the world has maybe put inside of you. And it's a very drawn out process. I think about having a rock in the water, right? Those rough Mm -hmm. rocks. Okay. We're talking all these water analogies here and imagine a rough rock in the water Over time, that rock becomes smoothened. And the same will happen to you when you continue daily repeating and repeating. You'll be transformed. Yeah. That belief that you originally had of, I'm worthless, I'm unlovable, I'm a loser, whatever those lies might be, if you continue to intentionally, consciously fill your subconscious mind with the truth, you will be transformed also. Yeah. And I'm thinking of the girl right now who just, you know, you're listening and you're thinking, man, I've definitely felt unimportant. I feel unworthy right now. Like my life feels out of control. You can identify with some of these things, but you don't know how to find these truths that we're speaking about. You know, you're like, oh, that's so cool that she just found a scripture to attach to that, you know, the opposite of that thought. So we just found a scripture to help you with, if you're feeling like a loser, right? To remind you that you're not. Um, But we want you in the word of God. And one of the, the quickest ways and the fastest ways that I began understanding God and his word was literally like you can download the Bible app 
or you can even Google it. (laughs) Um, It's amazing how accessible now the Word of God is. You can look in the back of the glossary of your Bible, but let's say you're feeling um, unworthy. What's the opposite of that word? Worth. You could, you know, type into the search bar in your Bible app the word worth and start reading about your worthiness in the Word of God. It's very simple beginnings, but just start to get that Word of God in you because how can you fight these these inaccurate beliefs, right? How do you know that they're false? Um, How do you know that they're not truth? If you don't know the truth, right, you need to start pouring the truth into your heart so that you know, like, oh, that feels off. That doesn't sound like Jesus, right? So, but you need to know Jesus first to know what he sounds like. You need to know what God sounds like, what he says about you. Get into the word. But that's probably the quickest way to do that, right? It's just to like think of the opposite word and Google it. What does the Bible say about this word? Start getting into the Bible a little bit and learning about that. And you'll find there's a promise for everything, as Sarah said. Yeah, I I love word searching. So I Mm -hmm. said, I love a word. What what is the word that I'm working on right now? Um, And Google Google can be your best friend. There's no shame in the Google game, okay? No, it's just a start. You know, let's just get get your feet wet with it. Yeah, and there's scripture studies where they'll do like 30 days of staying in this. And it's helpful to just find something. And as we were saying, we're giving you the capstone verse here of 12-2, right? That, That word will continue. It's alive. So it will continue to speak something different to you if you continue to let it read into you, but we need more verses too. Mm -hmm. So Google it. Absolutely. (laughs) Find a girlfriend and find a book, right? I love if I'm studying something to find a book that helps to continue to speak into that for me, just layering that truth into your songs Mm -hmm. too, you know, type in songs about got your worth, your value. You'll find songs. People sing songs about all these beautiful things. And you can listen to those words, those lyrics over and over. Reread that scripture over and over until you start to believe it, right? Until it becomes core. Um, Another thing I was just thinking about is the woman who maybe just like, you're just, you know, one Bible study after the next, one theme after the next, one speakers, you know, videos after the next. There's so much content available to us right now that sometimes we can get almost like overloaded with knowledge, but maybe it's not personal to you. So I would challenge you too, that like you've been in the word for 30 years, but you've never really done that before. You've never taken a word and just studied it. It's powerful. It's powerful to just think about your identity, try to identify, you know, an unbelief area or an untruth, and then just like really study it, almost a personal study between you and the Lord. He has something for you. I know it. And it's so exciting. We'd love to hear too, if you end up doing that, what comes out of it. Um, As you know, the first uh, message every month is our message of hope that we did just last week. And then we try to get, you know, put some like shoes to it, if you will, or like, how can we actually walk this out? So today is a little bit more practical and thinking through how do we choose God's identity for us over conformity? How do we get to that place? And what does that look like? And we found this really neat, just kind of four step. It's very scientific. It's not from a Christian website necessarily, but as Sarah said, science was created by God. So we're coming from the perspective of um, the word of God, but a practical tool using the word of God, using scripture, using our faith to get to our identity. And when we talked about the brain 
and the beta and the alpha, we are encouraging you to try to get to that alpha brain state. What we mean by that is the more thoughtful, intentional, um, present brain. So how can we do that? Eliminating distractions, right? So finding a way to practically kind of get into that brain or that rhythm, which would look quieter and maybe more still so that you can hear and discern. Um, so these four steps, the first one um, was just to think about an emotion, a positive emotion. So to kind of feed off of what we were just talking about with the I am statements, um, for me, I'll just think of, you know, I'm chosen. That elicits an emotion of comfort in me. I feel like really good about that truth that feels cozy and, and, um, almost like familial, like a big hug, like I'm chosen. Um, and I could just sit in that. I could quiet my heart and my mind of all today's like honeydews, maybe find a quiet place in my house, maybe light a candle, maybe hide in a closet. I don't know. We're not talking about hours here, a moment where you can renew your mind by thinking about a positive emotion. Because our mind is really attached to emotion. So Mm -hmm. if we would start with a feeling, it will send us to a thought. So my feeling about being chosen makes me feel good. I just feel, like I said, like a hug. I don't know how else to describe that. A warm, it's a warm feeling to me to feel chosen by God. And if I sit in that, that emotion will lead itself to a thought. Mm -hmm. And this would be a daily practice to sit in a positive emotion. And then you go on to step two. Yeah. And I think it's important to note here. You can't think yourself into a new way of thinking. Usually, right. You have to feel yourself. You know, they say feel it first and then you'll start acting it. Yeah. You know, it's like it's, and it's going to feel awkward. (laughs) It's supposed to feel awkward because you're going against the current, you know, like the current is, as Joanne said, the waves are crashing at you and you can just go along with it, feeling whatever those maybe negative emotions are, or you can start pressing against that Mm -hmm. and that will feel awkward. It's going to feel maybe like it's, you're out of alignment, but what we need to think is this awkwardness lets me know that I'm getting into alignment. Mm -hmm. I'm coming out of that negative thought and I'm pushing myself towards that right alignment. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to lean into that. And I know over time it's going to feel aligned. I will feel that comfort and God's love surrounding me. And I won't feel scared and alone and, you know, forgotten, forgotten. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you're thinking about this emotion, It's not just a one-time thing, as we said, what this practice is, these four steps. The first one is thinking about that emotion based on a truth, right? So for me, in this example, it's I am chosen, which makes me feel really good um, and warm. And then I'm going to repeat that. I'm going to practice that daily. Every time I feel anything but chosen, I repeat that. I go back to it. It's repetitive, It's a practice, a daily practice, like daily renewing our minds, right? Coming back to it until I've conquered it through the Lord. Only through the Lord could I possibly conquer Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But the flesh will try and the enemy will try and other people will try to get you right back to that place of feeling forgotten or not chosen, right? And the truth is you're chosen. So coming back to that truth, feeling it in my emotions, repeatedly. This is why in the world you see people doing daily affirmations in the mirror. This is where this whole idea has come from. Um, it's scientific. And yes, 
we are choosing to do it with scripture rooted in Christ. But you will see people talking to themselves in the mirror because guess what? It actually works. It changes your pathways in your brain. They're right. We want to come to it, right? With the word of God as our root, but it works to do that repeatedly. You create new pathways in your brain that you then become your defaults. I'm chosen. That now becomes a core belief over time. I am chosen. And um, the third step was visualization. Yeah, which I I love visualization. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here for that. Um, I think it makes me think of the verse. I think it's Habakkuk two two. I want to say fact check me, Joe. I'm talking <laughs> over here, but it talks about like write the vision plain so you can like see it as you're running through life. And I love that idea because mm-hmm. it's like sometimes we need something just so quick. Like I'm as like I'm, I'm very inspired myself right now as we're going through this, mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, that's right. I need to put these scriptures up on my mirror. So in the morning, because I am running out the door in the morning and I am busy and sometimes you need it right there in front of you. So it's on your car. It's in your phone. It's on, I don't know, put it everywhere. Everywhere. Get it on your purse, get it on your phone cover. Okay. We have so many ways that we can put these messages everywhere. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the point is that we need something in our mind to help us visualize this. God has wired us to have an imagination, to be able to have pictures in our mind. That's why as Joanne and I are talking, we're saying we pictured a rock, we pictured the waves because that's how God has wired our brain. Yeah. So we want to intentionally have pictures that are aligning us with God, Yeah. not the world. Okay. Yeah. And I think sometimes pictures are more powerful than thinking, right? It's just like, let me just get to that vision again. Let me just visualize what it looks like when God is loving me and leading me in life and he's prepared the path before me. What do I see in front of me? I'm not seeing stress and chaos. I'm seeing the path of peace, Mm -hmm. right? And that visualization is going to look different for all of us. Mm -hmm. It's not a long process. I think it's one of those, like you're on the go and all of a sudden a quick vision of like, you're right, God. You love me. You've gone before me. I'm your daughter. You're my father. You've got this. Yep. But we need that because that's what helps us to stay in that conscious mind and to be drawing ourselves out of the world back into the kingdom. Yeah. And by thinking about that emotion, repeating it to yourself, and then visualizing it, it makes it feel real. Like we're always wanting the tangible, you know, and God is the unseen. He is this three-dimensional thing that we, we can't touch or f- we feel him. But as humans, we, we wrestle with that, right? So visualization helps it feel maybe more down to earth. Like we can picture him hugging us. You know, we know what that feels like in our humanness for another human to hug us. So for me, if I'm thinking about being chosen by God, that makes me feel warm and good. Then I can picture him literally hugging me. That helps me really believe it and really feel it fully, like in my mind and my body and my spirit. Um, you could take it a step further and like literally hug yourself, you know, make yourself feel that actual hug. Sounds cheesy, but whatever helps really let that truth sink in deeper. Um, and to Sarah's uh, point, Habakkuk, it was 2-2, and it says, And the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. Um, just again, like on, I think it's somewhere else in the Bible it says, put it on your walls, right? Like put it where you can see it, repeat it. I think that's why people use their mirror because they're at it every day. So stick it on your mirror, whatever that truth is, whatever that identity piece that you're trying to renew, right? It's a rhythm. It's a rhythm of renewal by, by pursuing 
that renewal daily, it will become part of your identity. He's good. He's provided his word for our renewal. He wants to renew that part of you. He's eager to. And then the last step was just to meditate on it. So I think that just helps us kind of slow down. It's like, we don't want this to be just sort of a rote, quick, um, almost like thoughtless practice. Mm -hmm. We want it to be thoughtful, which is why we're thinking about mind. You hear the term mindful. It's like really thinking about doing something, you know? Um, So you want to really be thoughtful about which emotion you're thinking about, which truth may be of God you're thinking about. Repeat it daily, as we said. Try to visualize it. And then just kind of like, I like to say like sit in it. Just be in it. That's what meditate means. The world has taken the word meditation, and we'll talk about this more this month, but the world's taken meditation and made it super weird, super not something that we're talking about. Um, We're not talking about emptying of God or anything scary. We're talking about like literally just thinking about the word of God. And what that does is it helps bring you to that alpha state. It helps eliminate distractions. So you can be more clear-minded, as the scripture says, sober-minded. You can be less distracted and be more full of truth, which will lead you to oneness with God. So it's a daily practice. It's an intentional practice to think of positive emotions, to counteract, right, the, the conformity or the negativity or the yucky subconscious stuff that's been poured in somehow and to continuously visualize the truth and meditate on it and sit in it and allow yourself to be in it for a little longer than maybe that's even comfortable. Allow yourself maybe to get a little comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's growth. Total growth. Mm -hmm. Total growth. And I think that is how we grow is pushing back past our comfort levels. Yeah. Right. Because honestly, it's kind of comfortable when you have these stories. They sound negative. You you could say, well, why would somebody stay in that place? Yeah. It's because it's what you know. And if that's all you know, you start to learn how to live in that existence. But God wants more for you and he wants more for us. That's right. And that's why we will lean in. I was at the gym the other day and I was like, I got to keep my feet to the fire. (laughs) Keep my feet to the fire because that's where the purifying happens and the sanctifying happens is as we're saying, this is part of that sanctification process. This is part of the transformation process. And I believe that God will make it enjoyable for us at times and peaceful at times and um, just a beautiful process. But sometimes we have to lean in first to the discomfort, lean into that hard feeling. So this has been an awesome conversation. It's been fun. And you know what I just literally was visualizing as we're talking is my kids love when we're at the ocean, they love to punch the waves. It's like one of their favorite things. The waves come in. They love to just, especially we have boys, they love to punch the waves. I don't know why. They just think this is so fun. But that's like what we're doing. Yeah. It's like, what is this wave that keeps hitting you, Mm -hmm. you know, in your mind? What is it? What keeps crashing down upon you and makes you feel weighty and lost and makes you, you know, it takes your feet off the ground. So you're kind of floating and, and out of control. And it's like, how can we stay grounded when the waves do hit, because guess what? They do. You've got waves today. I know you do, because I do too. And mm-hmm. so does Sarah. Yeah. It looks different for all of us, but we're in a battle, an unseen battle. And if you picture it like being in an ocean, we have the word of God to fight back against those waves with so that we can stand firm in our identity and not be conformed to the waves or our circumstances. We can be strong. We can be strong in our minds just like our bodies. 
So we hope this encouraged you today. We hope that just considering your identity will be a rhythm and become a daily practice for you just to think about your thinking. Think about what you think about yourself, (laughs) right? It's powerful. It's powerful stuff. And then consider what God says to counteract it. And we know and we believe that God's word will, will work in you. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. As always, contact us anytime with praises, prayers, feedback. You are a part of our community. We're so glad you're here. We hope that you become a woman who is an encourager, if you're not already, by sharing this podcast. This is a free resource, we believe, created by God, um, just to simply encourage women to get closer to Him. So share it with someone today. We'll see you next Monday. Love to you all. Ladies, I am so honored that you chose to spend some time with me this morning. I hope and pray that the Word of God encouraged you and that you feel inspired to now get out into the world and be a woman who chooses to encourage. Remember, Encourage Her is a God-given, purpose-driven ministry. This podcast is for the taking. It's free for the sharing. Please share it with her. Also, remember to subscribe, like, and follow us on Instagram at Encourage Her Wellness for your daily quick encouragements throughout the week. From now till then, stay encouraged and choose to encourage her. I'll see you next Monday. Love to you all.